0: The worst advice I've ever gotten is money doesn't grow on trees. Um, and clearly it doesn't. Uh, the idea there is that uh, money isn't everywhere. You can't just go pick it up. Um, and so it, it sewed into me this fear of not having enough money uh, that has haunted me my entire life. And I'm pissed about this advice. I think that it is uh, really, really bad uh for people to take this to heart because the the when you go into this fear of loss or fear of not enough um, that this advice which you know sounds like it makes logical sense but if you if you really own this it will create this uh, this like this sense of clutching holding things holding on to what you you know have this is all I'm gonna get I'm not gonna get more um, kind of a mentality and that is a, It's a difficult way to live.
1: Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Plies Instructor and Fitness Business Coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello. Hey, you. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into this inspiring convo. Convo? (laughs) (laughs) Kanva. Kanva. <laughs> <laughs> I am just going to make up words today all right.
0: transcribing that one.
1: Yeah, go Angélique. <laughs> I had with Claire, Sally in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that one, feel free to pause this, go back and listen to that one and then join us or think of this like a blinkist. And we're just going to recap that episode and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I wanna listen to the whole thing, which you're gonna want to. So do whatever order you want. Let us know which way you like to do it. We love to hear how all the takeaways. All right. So, babe. Tell me. We're more than halfway through our fifth agency mini week, which y'all is our seven-day shortened version of our online coaching program for fitness business people um from our Profit Applies brand. And it's it's so much fun. It is a lot. We have over 100 people in a Facebook group asking us questions all the time. It is a lot. I feel like I'm, I'm a gamer. It's,
0: it's, it's a lot in a good way, but yeah. it is a lot.
1: But don't – I I don't know. I mean, if a gamer is listening to this, he's probably rolling his eyes, But or she is. But I – like, you know, we get up. We have our coffee. We, like, sit down in front of the group. We're like – Like type, 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 type. You can't see me because you're listening to this, but my fingers are like piano a typewriter piano. Anyways. Pianoing. Pianoing. The pianoing. And um it ends in a couple of days. And I am like so sad and also so stoked because it's like a launch time for them. It's like Get ready to fly, and some of them will keep flying with us, and and some will will fly on their own. But um, if you're if you've been wanting to be part of a coaching group, if you want to be want to try it out, then what you have to do is actually get on our wait list because. We uh you can't join this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one's over.
1: <laughs> this one's done. Um, but you can join the next one. You go to com slash mini. It's com slash mini and you'll get on the wait list and you'll hear about when the next one is first before anyone else. So anyways, uh we had an audience question, yeah, babe.
0: We totally did. And
1: actually this audience question's like a cheat, actually.
0: This one is a little bit of a cheat because when we uh first decided we were gonna do this, we Texted everybody that we know, and we said, um, ask us some questions that we can answer on the pod. And uh, really uh, amazingly, uh, a really, really close friend of yours decided to respond back. And her name is Claire Solly. And we're going to, she was interviewed on the last episode of this podcast, but she actually asked us this question months ago. And we decided to save responding to this question to her interview recap episode today.
1: Yeah. So, Um, The question that Claire wants us to answer is what is – what was your best and worst advice like that you've ever been – like you've ever received? And – I'll
0: tell you, this took some thinking.
1: You know, I agree because – I think, um, especially with worst advice, it's like almost like an embarrassing moment. I just think I block it out. Like, it just doesn't even like exist because it can't (laughs) live with me because it's a contradiction of how I live my life. And so it definitely was like- Also, it
0: makes me angry at people when I realize that it was the worst advice. And I'm like,
1: Right. And so anyways-
0: I mean, they may, hopefully they said their worst advice in a loving way. Uh, but it is uh, fascinating to to hear this type of advice and then later decide, I'm not taking this advice.
1: Yeah. So um, the best advice I ever got was actually, it's a, more of a business advice that I got. Um, I was a brand new applies instructor and this guy said to me, focus on just getting one client, get your first client and make them fall in love with you and you will have more clients to know what to do with. And he was so freaking right. I got my first client and I never, ever let them miss a session. I made them tell me how they're feeling all the time. Like, I mean, I was like, Woo, we are besties. I am making you love Pilates. And they gave me within weeks, not even months, like literally a few weeks, they gave me so many new clients. They gave me so many new clients and I am forever grateful for that advice. And I use it all the time. Instead of thinking more is better, it's always like, get the first one and like pour into what that is, whether it's your first, like if you're making a cake, don't worry about the 17 cakes you want to make, just make the first one. And like everything gets easier from that one. So that's the best advice I got. Worst advice, pretty much any and all dating advice, all of it. Like I definitely... What listen to too many girls in L.A. tell me that because he's buying me gifts and he's opening the cardboard for me and he was planning all these dinners that like wow this is like the one no no listen to like what your gut is saying don't don't take a dating advice from people
0: <laughs> yeah uh... I don't
1: know like I mean I feel like because people ask me for dating advice all the time and one of the things I got in L.A. was like how did you get a guy from the Valley to move to the West Side and I said well I broke my leg. That's not advice. And yet people are like, okay, so I just have to break a leg. And it's like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't break a leg. You have you might find out that they don't want to move in with you. And then you have a broken leg and no partner. So, you know, maybe that is great advice. Maybe you want to get rid of them early. Anyways.
0: I, al- I also think that's hilarious um, and ridiculous. Um, I, I, I love that dating advice that you were giving to people. Um, <laughs> I, I find it ironic. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I... <laughs> also got lots of advice over the years. And the one that I really honestly think is the best advice is to always have a mentor or a teacher.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: And I think that there have been the darker periods of my life have been when I have not had a mentor or a teacher uh, or someone that I am allowing uh, to know the inside scoop uh, and someone who I'm giving permission to uh, weigh in on my life. And um, you know it's important to have friends, of course. Um, and uh, you know your friends, hopefully they have your best interest in mind. Uh, but a mentor or teacher uh, most certainly would, um, especially if you're putting them in that position to to really help you and and I think uh, the most growth I've had as a person, um, as a, a friend, um, as a husband, as a business, uh, man has been when I've been, uh, when I have put myself in a position to be coached, taught, mentored, you know, that kind of an yeah. idea.
1: Cause there's like a good challenge in there. They ask great questions and you're like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of it like that. I didn't see it like that. Or, you know, it's just I agree. I think that's
0: great advice. I love that. The worst advice I've ever gotten is money doesn't grow on trees. Um, and clearly, it doesn't. Uh, the idea there is that uh, money isn't everywhere. You can't just go pick it up. Um, and so it, it sewed into me this fear of not having enough money uh, that has haunted me my entire life. And I'm pissed about this advice. I think that it is uh, really, really bad uh, for people to take this to heart because the, the when you go into this fear of loss or fear of not enough, um, that this advice, which you know sounds like it makes logical sense, but if you if you really own this, it will create this uh, this like the sense of clutching, holding things, holding on to what you, you know, have, this is all I'm going to get, I'm not going to get more um, kind of a mentality. And that is a, it's a difficult way to live.
1: I can tell. This is also why we don't talk about worse advice because you can like watch like he's redder, like he's like angry from it. But it's true. I mean, I I remember getting that advice as a kid. Not even advice. Like my parents would just say it like a statement. And I understand that. Penny
0: saved is a penny earned. It's the same concept. Yeah,
1: They don't want you throwing money away. But there's a difference between like acknowledging that some money needs to be spent and some money should be saved for a rainy rainy day. Um, But like.
0: I think that there's wisdom in it for sure. But if that's the foundation of how you live and spend your money, that is going to, that's not going to serve you in a growth mentality. No,
1: because you're going to have to invest money in things. And you also, like I was listening to this one interview with someone and the girl went to her buddy who is also like sort of a mentor. And she's like, I just lost $20,000 on this business mistake. And he goes, welcome to the school. Like, welcome to going to this, welcome to the life education. Like (laughs) that's part of being a human being on this planet. You learn a lesson. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so much money. And the same time, it's like, yeah. But she could have learned it as a hundred thousand dollar mistake. It could have like never been a lot. I mean, like, it's just part of it. And it's like if you have a different relationship with it, then it's like it doesn't grow in trees. It's there's there's not gonna be any more money out there than like you just have a different perspective on how you live your life. And so I agree, that's pretty bad advice. Anyways, thanks for that question. Yes. So fun, Claire. And also, you all don't have to text me your questions. You can actually just DM me at Be It Pod on Instagram, whatever question you want us to answer, and we will put it in one of our recap episodes.
0: Yes, do that.
1: As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash pod. Again, OnlinePilatesClasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. All right. Well,
0: let's, here we go. Let's talk about Claire Solly.
1: Claire Solly. All
0: right, everyone. So uh, if you listened to the last episode, um, you probably heard these two uh, – uh, Trying not to talk over each other because they just like go, 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 go. They've known each other for 20 years. Oh, yeah. I think something like that. Um, a longtime friend of Leslie and a boss babe who has published two of her, of her own novels and has more on the way. Claire is a master manifester who has made money of her own. Uh, uh, many of her own dreams come true. She has dug herself out of debt twice. Runs two indie theater companies in New York City and runs her own company, You Won't Be Solly, where you can learn her tricks and tips to being a master manifester or write your own book or both. Claire is a highly energetic soul who makes you know you can conquer anything put in your path and... And actually, she's just super lovely to hang out with as well. I love
1: she, her she's so lovely, and also for the record, lately we just voice memo each other back and forth, so there is actually no talking over each other, which is <laughs> not a good practice for when you are doing a podcast together. But she is just an incredible human being and i'm gonna i'm gonna say something right now that we can talk about later on in this episode, but a couple of days after we recorded the podcast. She told me that she literally got offered this incredible job. It was a promotion her at her work. A- and she was like, you have to tell the be it listeners because she's like, I literally spoke it into existence. She's like, I it was not supposed to happen at this time. It was a whole thing. And so if you are like, ah, this manifesting stuff is BS, wrong. Try it out. You know what? you prove it wrong. Have some fun. See what happens. (laughs) The worst thing is it doesn't work out, but maybe you get what you want. So uh, I'm really excited for her. It's really fun. Okay. So one of the things I loved that she said in the interview is that uh, there are slingshot friends, and um, this is something I, I, she labeled this. I yeah, had not she even just
0: kind of spit that out, and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard of that before.
1: Yeah, and I also feel like we need to make jewelry instead of it being like bro- those hearts that you break in half. You know, it's like a slingshot, and like you can just like I don't know, I don't know. We're we're brainstorming here on the pot, okay? But anyways, um, basically like. I think in life we can have those friends who maybe don't feel like they're super supportive, but she is one of those friends where, like, I tell her what's happening and she's like, oh, yeah, you should do that. And then she throws the ball as if I'm going to catch it, but I have to like run a little further to get it. I get it. And then, you know, I'm doing life. And then she's got something I like throw it back to her and we just slingshot each other back and forth. And I think it is so fun to have those friends in your life. And I would love to hear, you know, if when you listen to that, with that slingshot friend, if you thought of someone in your life, did you think of someone?
0: Yeah, I I think I think that uh, the idea of it, the concept of it, it, it makes me think of my my longest friends um, who, and they aren't exactly slingshotting me, but the the idea that you can – not talk for a year, come back together and pick it right back up where you left off, that is like the most solid friend to have, especially when they are encouraging and help you move forward and, you know, like playing off each other too. I know that you two used to work together and then you each had your own, you know, uh, different ventures happening and some of them were parallel. Others were completely different, but there was a sense where, you know, you, you could relate. And that's where that slingshot idea would come from, yeah. you know, propelling each other forward. I thought it was great.
1: It's so fun. It's so fun to have known someone for 20 years and uh, Yeah, we did. We, we worked together and then we had business together and then we worked together. It's like, it's great. I'm, I'm really excited to have her in my life, even though like, I don't even know the last time we got to see her. Like, I feel like it was... And when we were in New York. I feel like it was like 2015, 2016. No, no,
0: no. Was, I think it was after that. Okay. I hope so.
1: I hope so. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, what would you love that she said?
0: Okay. So I actually had a hard time relating to this, but I really liked her talking about money is energy. Um, as you you all know, my, my woo-woo uh, sense of... Uh, life is a little less, uh, than <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> I mean, why this is a one woo room.
0: <laughs> it's a one woo room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but,
0: but, you know, listening to her talk about money being energy, I actually connected with it. I, 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 thought, wow, this, there is logic in this. Um, you know, I've, I've always thought about, um, it kind of goes along with, actually it, it goes hand in hand with, uh, the worst advice that I ever got about money doesn't grow on trees. And that sense, like, in fact, in fact, Claire said, uh, this idea of squeezing to, to hold on to things uh, in that last episode. Uh, and I kind of referenced it earlier, but the money being energy, you can't hold on to energy, you know, like it will flow no matter what you do with it. And so, uh, money is kind of the same way it will come in and it will go out like these things are they will happen and what i liked about it was her approach to um, her embrace of spending money uh, because it helps facilitate that energetic you know like roundabout right when she's spending money on a large purchase she said she gets excited about it she's like I'm so happy that I get to write this check for $1000 to pay for something because it's, you know, I'm I'm pushing that out, that flow is going out, and what's going to happen is next and it comes back in. It's like the tide.
1: Well, it's also like when you think of energy. It's like all
0: the 55 tides from from, from last stuff. week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the other thing about energy. Like there's negative energy and there's positive energy, right? And like if you are in a negative mood, you actually affect the energy in a room more than you think right same with the way you treat money so the reason she celebrates that she has to spend this big amount of money is that then she's putting positive energy around it so then she gets positive energy back so I heard this years ago around um if you have to spend money on your business or taxes and so mm. I' like oh I pay my taxes right. it's like Heck yeah, I pay my fucking taxes. What, what? Look at me making money and I have to, I mean, I give this money. And like you actually celebrate that you have bills and celebrate that you have these expenses because it's positive energy around it.
0: Like you wouldn't have a business. It, the fact that you have to pay taxes means you have something legit, like real. It's happening.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. So like, so if you get this crazy bill instead of going, oh, here's this other bill. Cause then all you end up doing is like focus on all the other negative things going on. You just yes. like, all right. I get to pay this today. And I wonder how that's going to work out. I wonder what's going to happen next. I can't wait to see And so it's all, it's, I understand that it's a little amorphous and it might feel like
0: a two woo. It doesn't feel this. So, so I have experienced this, um, in the past couple of months specifically because our team is beginning to grow and there is like a little bit of apprehension as the end of the month rolls around and I got to make sure I'm paying the team. But at the same time, I am so grateful to have this team that we need to pay because they allow us to do all the things, right? So, you know, like, okay, yeah, I definitely look at it and go, wow, okay, we're paying this out. But at the same time, it is absolutely for a good purpose. And 100% that comes back to us in the, you know, their excitement to continue to stay on and keep doing what they're doing. I mean, that is a literal representation of this money is energy exchange yeah,
1: yeah. i love our team and not just because they're listening to this and transcribing it <laughs> and just because they are really amazing yeah.
0: okay all right so um let's uh actually shift gears here let's talk about the be it Action items, what bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your conversation uh, with Claire Solly? Uh, I'm just going to jump right in. Um, she said something, uh, you know, I, I've never been a meditator, I've never really understood it, and, and like I've been learning over the past couple of years. Um, and she said something that I really connected with. She said, Meditating, I meditate and I think on expansion right the idea of expansion and she said i take that you know fearful amount of bills that i have to pay sometimes it gets to you and instead of embracing that fear she sits and she thinks this this thing that i'm currently envisioning as this massive bill she imagines it being the smallest tiniest little thing in the bottom corner of this warehouse of space that she has for all the money that there will be in her life. And she just flips the vision of it. So instead of it being this intimidating monster, uh, it's this tiny little mouse in the corner. And I was like, man, that is awesome to, to, I mean, what a, what a great way to fight that demon, you know, to really battle that um, that fear that comes over. Because also, again, it puts you in a different perspective of the money that is going to come in, you know, instead of this fear of like this monster that, that, you know, making it such a, a large beast. So I thought that was amazing.
1: I love it because, uh, there's a lot of mantras, like money comes through me easily. Money flows to me easily. And sometimes like you're, it's cognitive dissonance. Like if you've never felt like money comes to you easily or like you've not seen that, then you're, you're like, feel like you're lying to yourself and our brains freaking don't do that. Yeah. So, um, so I actually like the idea of visualizing some room and like that you can see and like the space you're going to put the money in and all the things. And, and you can also say like, you know, money flows to me easier today than it did yesterday. That's also a little bit more true. (laughs) So I, I agree. I think for me, it's, um, uh, you know, just having that, um, I'm, I'm y'all, the, the pities are in the pod room. And so sorry if you hear them that there's, they're fine. Nothing's happening to them. And probably not gonna edit that out but i just want you to know in case you she is staring
0: at the door and then looking back at me like why are we in here
1: yeah she's not guy is <laughs> not thrilled so anyways we're gonna keep this show on the road but i think um you know it, i think there's so much stuff around money and i really love bringing her on and we'll have to if you if you want to talk more money stuff um she is like she's a money mindset coach she's freaking awesome about it and yeah. Homegirl does always attract the money she wants. So she is someone to be around. Hints like her getting the promotion she wanted. So there you go. Um, my biggest takeaway is if you show up, stuff will show up for you. Oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. You guys, this is such a, this is like you couldn't be more be it with this action item right here because yes. I have so often, I can think back of different moments where like I didn't want to go to something because I didn't feel like, I was ready. Like I didn't have the thing that I wanted to have when I showed that event, but I would go as if it had happened. And as if I like, like was feeling good and as if all this stuff was happening. And then I would have the best freaking time because I would put myself in that space and that energy that I needed would show up in it for me. And the people that I didn't even know I wanted to meet would show up. And you just are, I'm so surprised all the time. So, um, another thing, like I showed up at your performance because i really wanted to have a partner in life that was super fun i didn't know if it would be you but i went out there and i was like i'm gonna go try this out and you know what eventually you showed up eventually
0: (laughs) hey i i I, I was (laughs) taking i was just taking the small steps yeah to to get there to to show up yeah so that stuff would show up for me
1: (laughs) so so one way that you can take this if i if you show up stuff will show up for you is proclaim that you're doing something To your friends and family. And then because they're like, they don't even have to be your accountability partner. They'll just ask about it and that will keep you honest. Um, And then as Brad just mentioned, small steps, like just doing any, any little part of the steps. So Maybe you want to read a book, just open the first page, you know, like do that. And eventually you'll read the page.
0: That's true. Yeah. I mean, we—I know we've been talking about tiny habits a bunch. Oh, um,
1: we're gonna keep talking about. I am like deep in this book and my certification, and BJ Fogg is me, my new best friend. He does. I'm gonna have to get him on this pod at some point, but he doesn't even know it. But I am on his. I go to his lunchtime meetings, and I ask a question every time. And you know how much I freaking hate <laughs> asking a question, but I am like, I am like, no. I'm being it till I see it right here.
0: Well, the the showing up and stuff will show up for you um uh, is very much the mentality of any artist or band who's ever been they start off playing shows in their garage and then they move to a venue and then they you know keep going on the road and they just keep going 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 going.
1: Oh my god, you, you just know? made me remember like when I um when I started my Pilates mat classes, like no one, I didn't know anyone. It's the I didn't same have any teachers.
0: 100%. I didn't have any clients.
1: And I begged some friends to show up to the first class. But then the second class, I didn't know if anyone was going to come, but I showed up to teach the class and people walked in. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> and so, you know, like I would just, you know, it doesn't have to be a business thing. It doesn't have to be a music thing. It doesn't just like put yourself in the places that you want the things that come with that. And that is an, actionable be it step for sure
0: 100
1: well y'all i'm leslie logan
0: and i'm brad kroll
1: thank you so much for joining us today we are beyond grateful to have you here um how are you going to use these tips in your life i like desperately want to know let me just know. i like freaking love finding out so t- screenshot this podcast tag be it pod tell us how you're using these different um action steps and send us it in a dm or post it publicly and then Tag us. We will um, we I I just it will be so much fun for us and also for our guests. That's also very true for them. They want to hear it too. So until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast.